All right. Well, anyway, welcome this evening to Cameron Live. And we got special guests. We got Bernadette de Gabriel, a life coach teacher, and actually she's, she's the head instructor and everything in Austin, Texas. And she's going to be doing a seminar soon, right? Yes, very soon, the end of April. So if y'all want to be a part of it, got to hit me up. That's right. And if you want to go, how could they go? Email me at BernadetteDGabrielle at gmail.com or hit me up on any of my social media, uh, BernadetteDGabrielle on Instagram as well as Facebook. Okay, there you are. You heard officially. And we're going to uh, I'm gonna see if I can go there myself and be part of be part of the wonderful work that you do. So uh, it's going to be a busy, busy April, May, and June for me. <laughs> never, yeah. never a dull moment. You know, but anyway, we got some breaking news that uh, President Trump is threatening to close the U.S.-Mexican border next week to stem asylum surge. So I don't think there's a big problem. I think he's making up a lot of the stuff that is going on, and I think we're going to find out that it was all uh, everything he said is not truthful. This is another one, yeah. you know. So they're going to close the border. People are going to lose jobs. Americans are going to lose jobs on the other side. So I think it's stupid. I think we need to get a new uh, someone new in the White House. That's my commentary. <laughs> anyway, with, with that commentary in mind, let's give out our phone numbers to people nationwide, and also we are we are officially on iHeart Radio. So people out there, you want to listen to us live on iHeart, 1-888-710-8061 or 323-744-4828. And we're going to be on iHeart from uh, forever and ever. And what we heard, some good news from Don, our, the you know owner of BBS. So we'll be on, and people that want to uh, hear our show will be able to catch it on an AM FM station in their particular area. Isn't that cool? So we'll be in Austin somewhere. We will be live in Austin somewhere. It'll be happening pretty quickly. And in Los Angeles, too, San Francisco, San Diego, uh, all over the California coast. So we're going to be all over the coastline, you know? So we're going we're gonna to have to celebrate. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited because how many radio stations that you know of that are really wanting to expand? And this one is taking all financial, and they're doing it. And it's very impressive, very impressive situation. I like it. And also we'll talk about the Jesse Smollett situation where he got he got released. Can you imagine from all the stuff that happened? He got released. He's a star of Empire, and why he is in the news, allegedly made up his own, uh, you know, uh, criminal activity and and he paid someone off and whatever so anyway he was let go and they released him today but i understand president trump is trying to get uh him put in jail and other things and just leave the guy alone you know whatever he did he did there's no way you can uh you know go to him and say well we're gonna put you in jail that's crazy i think it's crazy and our president's too involved in uh, in the Hollywood world, let him get involved in the in the politics world to help others, instead of you know uh, threatening people and whatever. And uh, it just it's just really crazy the whole thing. Yeah, let me get on my my Yahoo. We're gonna get some live uh, Universal Studio. <laughs> so how was your week, Bernadette? Did you have a nice week? Hello, Bernadette. Did you have a nice week? I, I think I lost you for a second. Oh, I just said, did you have a nice week? I had a wonderful week. It's been very okay. Very we had a wonderful show last week, and we got a lot of people that listen. And I got to say that when when you get, it was like a nice synergy going on last week, don't you think? It was really cool. And we're going to do the same like show today, and we're going to have Danny Cruz call on, our little UFO guy. He's going to talk about the UFOs. And he's going to call in about, uh, you know, what, what's happening with him, what's happening with different programs. He'll talk about that. Then uh, in the coming weeks to come, we expect to get, uh, uh, what do they say, uh, 
noted people in the UFO community. We're trying to get a couple of professors to call in, and they'll call in probably by next week. And then, you know, the tours start. All the UFO shows start in April, May, and June. So there'll be a lot going on. I know um, Contact in the Desert is going to be the biggest one in the country. And then, you know, Roswell is the second thing happening, so it'll be big. And uh, people ask me about Comic-Con in Vegas. We haven't heard anything as of yet. We're waiting to hear something, and uh, we will let you know. Because, you know, the, a lot of these Comic-Cons and places like that, they don't get back to you right away, which is kind of odd. You think they would want you to be part of it. But we, we ask them if they're hearing us, to let us know what's going on, because I've been waiting on news and I haven't gotten results. So please call us. And uh, what else I'm going to mention? And we got some Hollywood news we'll talk about. We put on entertainment. We got a lot of entertainment news that happened uh, this week. Let me get my little entertainment button. See, I like I like doing a live show because you can do you can do all that and more. You know. But what did you think of Apple trying to get into the? Uh, they want to get into to the uh, market, the TV market. What do you think about that? Yeah, that'll be well, good. I mean, it'll be good. Enough, why not, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. Pie, so, I mean, what, it's kind of well, I think. I mean, iTunes, iTunes has gone off the chart. So right. Well, see, the problem problem with what they're all saying about Apple is that they're going to charge a lot, and they may not give enough content for what they're. I think they're charging somewhere. I want to say eight hundred dollars. So the people will oh, let wow. them know that it's expensive. For you know, I'm talking about a yearly fee, and it may be too expensive. Eight hundred dollars for a yearly fee. Eight hundred, yeah, that's what we heard. But that's what we heard. But that's a lot, don't you think? Uh, yeah, that is a lot. <laughs> that is that's yeah, what. That, <laughs> well, people, people buy the cable, and the cable is getting expensive, because I know Spectrum, out here used to be Time Warner it went up, and I know. Um, you know, uh, AT&T, which bought out DirecTV, went up, and so did, um, oh, God, I'm trying to think, Verizon. Uh, another company bought them, and their entertainment went up. But the problem is they're, they're giving little uh, show for, for a lot of money. You know, they're charging a lot for that. Now i got other news. Uh, Michael Heaton and Tim Burton are going to reunite. What movie did they do together? Famous movie. They just together. He's the director, Tim Burton, and Michael Keaton, of course, is the actor. Do you remember what movie that was? I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember the name of the movie. I, I Batman. Batman. Okay, yeah, he did a Batman. They're going to reunite after 20 years, and we'll let you know more about it. And Tim Burton has been in a lot of films. And also, uh, you know, uh, Michael Keaton is in the new film. I don't know if you've seen it. Dumbo, the new uh, Disney film that came out. Have you seen it? I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, that's out, and I, I hear mixed reviews on it. And uh, people, some people like it, some people don't like it. So we'll, we'll see what happens. And that's Disney's latest film, along with Mary, Mary Poppins, to come out. And it's and I've seen it, and it's interesting for the kids because it gives you a good scenario of who Dumbo is. And, did you see the Mary Poppins? Well, I didn't get to see that movie, but I what what's coming out is they're coming out on the on the cable now, like Mary Poppins, and I'll see it one day. But you know what it is? You got so much time to watch TV, you know. <laughs> you got so much time, and when you get home, you're saying, "Oh my God, I got to watch TV again." But uh, but I but I hear it, I hear it very good for all those people that've seen it. My friends have reviewed it, and they said it was pretty good. And we got some other news we're gonna talk about and. In the land of Hollywood, we got about that one. So that's going to happen soon. And and Dumbo, by the way, is the number one film of the week. Number one film of the week. So it, it passed by Mary Poppins. So that's unbelievable. Yeah, well, it's, you know, for the kids. The Mary Poppins, I was just tired. I, I felt <laughs> Yeah, you, you remember her with the the hat and Dick Van Dyke. You know, it's funny. Dick Van Dyke, he his career made off from. Mary Poppins, and he he was at um at Malibu. They have the, one of the shows they put on for the you know summertime, and he mentioned it that if it wasn't for Mary Poppins, his career was dying 
because, you know, the Dick Van Dyke show reached its climax of different people, you know, tuning in. And apparently uh, he did okay, but he was really surprised that his career went down. And, you know, because, you know, TV, you know, you're here, you're star today, gone tomorrow, you know. That's that's the way it goes. And then uh, some other news, Captain Marvel actress McKenna uh, Grace joined uh, someone uh, uh, about, you know, that latest episode, you know, the Marvel series. Unbelievable Marvel series. I haven't seen much of them, but I hear they're very good films. They're a lot of action films. And they're going to have yeah. Captain America coming out, whatever that means, right? <laughs> For all those people right. uh, watching. And what was I'm sorry? Another we, version? Yes, they have, on, they have on Channel 5 out here, they call it. It's the uh, WG. You know, they have their version on television. And what they're trying to do is reach out to the marketplace. I think they're doing a good job, you know. And uh, let me get you from Daily Variety. We're gonna uh, get we we're we're, we're gonna have on. Uh, I don't know if he's my cousin. All right, Danny Cruz. All right, we'll get Danny in with all of us. Now I'm gonna introduce Danny Cruz. He's our UFO expert, and and he's got some stories and revelations. And we want to first uh, note. I know you know about it. I've told you about Jose Escamilla. He died last month, and they had a little uh, send-off to him. And it was sad about Jose because he, he lost everything he had, uh, you know, to uh, killer disease of diabetes. And he, he, he was um, doing okay. You met him, talked to him, and we just wanted to give him a salute here. And I know Danny will share some words about him. So, Danny, what you want to uh, – we got – Hi, Cameron. Got, hi, how are you? Good. Good. I'm yeah, glad to you, be on the show. Yeah, we're glad to have you. And of course, we have, uh, of course, uh, Bernadette Di Gabriel. She's on. Hi, Danny. Like How are you? Oh, hi there. Good. Good. Anyway, we're you share a little bit about Jose, and tell us about Jose yeah. for the people that didn't meet him or or he didn't well, for, walk in their lives. For people who didn't know Jose, Jose was an avid um, producer. He had a, a film company called TBLNFilms.com. And right. um, he he was very much in the works of discovering not just flying saucers, but um, the rods was a big thing of, of Jose's. And he got on the right. Discovery Channel with that. And Joe Rogan, um, Joe Rogan actually played a part in trying to discredit him. Him and Joe Rogan always had it out about uh-huh. who's right and who's wrong. He, um, Jose had it down to a science. Uh, Jose was a scientist about it. Um, not not just the rods, but, you know, uh, filming the rods. Uh, he had the special cameras. Um, you know, he, he had a pinpoint, uh, precise uh, type of camera that he used to capture these rods on film. Uh-huh. Uh, he was a scientist yeah, also when it came to... Uh, sorry. The Did rods. Think, the rods are... Are are like insects. They look like insects. They're long, elongated, uh-huh. and they fly through the air. They they live they live in our atmosphere, and they also live in space. Wow! And so okay. Jose was was filming these and getting pictures of them from outer space, and they they also in our atmosphere. They they fly, they shoot across the sky, and they leave a trail in the pictures. Wow! And so scientists and Joe Rogan one for one would say like, oh, those are insects, and that's just the camera not catching up to speed. Um, you know, <laughs> no, so true. Jose proved him wrong with getting the right. Jose got it. Jose got it right with the right camera speed and everything, and proved that these are elongated, shaped, um, living creatures that just right. fly very fast through the air. And um, he was developing the new movie about the rods in space and how long they could be, how large they could be. They could be sure. very large in space, and so that was something that was his passion was the rods. Um, also, his passion was the moon. You know, his passion was right. the moon, and uh, NASA's calling it um, a plain white moon, but the moon has color, and Jose was the first person to introduce me to that. Um, oh, which, yeah. Which oh. was that the moon has color on its surface. Blue, and also, and... you can feel the moon at night. You can see certain uh, things going in, in the moon. It could be, you know, oh, artificial I, There's a moon base. Yeah, there's a moon base on there, 200-square-mile moon base. Yeah. Right. Right. We're going to have a... Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. 
I was going to say the running uh, the running lights. When you see when you see flying saucers flying, they have running lights that prove they're ours. You know right. uh, that they are military craft because they have running lights. The red ones, right. and the green ones, the blinking lights that people see. Uh, right. So pay close attention to the skies, people. Uh, when you see the red and green. Right. It's true. Running lights. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. Jose, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say Jose about also was. Oh, Jose was an avid movie lover. We just, I just used to love going to his home. We'd watch some of his films, and then we'd also watch, like, for instance, Ted Two, Ted One. He was just a, he was, he, he was, um, he was a good company. I enjoyed taking him places while he was sick too. Um, I was kind yeah. of his uh, personal right hand man for a while, where I'd take him to his appointments, or I'd, I'd get him to where he needs to go, deliver him food, just to make sure he was okay. Um, I really right. took a took a, a, a strong interest in Jose. And uh-huh. uh, he became more like a Papa. I call him Papa Jose. Because, that, that's uh, true. He, yeah, he's in the circle of uh, the men who were, I was caring for. I'm a CNA, a certified nurse's aide with Red Cross. And Ernesto was his mentor, and, and Jose became a mentor to me. Uh-huh. And um, he just had a lot to offer the world. And he was shut down very often by the Department of Defense uh, for his film. They would call him and tell him, Jose... You know you can't do this right now. You can't put this out on video. So they right. They had they had um, made phone calls to him, the Department of Defense, the Air Force, uh, about not not putting out so much information because they don't want just the minimal info out there. Um, right. Jose had a, a whole whole lot of information in his movies. Um, he also had Laura Eisenhower and Sean Stone, um, Oliver Stone's son, and you were in the movie too. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, in the film. In fact, in fact, we had Oliver Stone's son, and we had Laura Eisenhower on our show. Remember? Oh, we really? Had our, I missed them. Yeah, they were I, on we our had show. Laura, I, I was with Laura Eisenhower. Yeah, I was I'm with Laura Eisenhower. I got to give her a, a little um, family biography about how my grandfather protected President Eisenhower from the assassination oh, wow. attempt. And it was oh, a really wow. touching moment where we got to share a generational story. Um, I shared it up to Laura and it was passed down to me from my grandfather. So it was, uh-huh. uh, my grandfather was one of two Secret Service airmen who um, protected President Eisenhower from an assassination attempt on Lowry Air Force Base in 1954. The Eisenhower oh, wow. Library actually has nothing to say about it, um, but um, it's a it's a secret assassination attempt. They didn't want the United States to lose the image of power at the right. time when World War II was happening, so they couldn't let the world know that. President Eisenhower was almost assassinated at the time. Yeah, because uh, in those days, it was it was strange with the media versus the reality. Because you, you, some of the stuff that they, you could say on TV or radio, they didn't want you to know because it was all a different reality to them. Right, and it's for still children, today. I mean, it's really for for kids. The minimal info is out there. Kids watching television today, watching right. movies, they're watching all the minimal info about flying saucers, and that really brings us to the crux of the problem is extraterrestrials. Right, you know, right. Our extraterrestrials here with us now, and um, I have to say that it's true. Uh, right. Jose, uh, it was pointing out to some of the life forms, rods. You know, he, uh-huh. he um, we talked a lot about the grays and the insectoids. Like, he had, he had some experiences in Roswell, he was telling me, where he grew up um, transporting from place to place. Uh, uh-huh. Having having been close to the the scene in Roswell, that's where he grew up, and um, just about different kinds of aliens. I mean, he was a believer in all sorts of types of aliens, from the grays to the humanoids to the insectoids. Did he see um, a lot of the like? I I had uh, experience where I like yesterday, I was sleeping. I got like a needle point right in my shoulder. That you know that's a uh, that's usually a gray visiting. Really? And usually, yeah, I don't know why they're visiting, but I got like a, in my, in my, uh, by my waist, it feels like a metal piece. It feels like they took a shot an implant. or something. Yeah, they put an implant into you. Yeah, and you feel it. You definitely feel they're it. They're hard. Yeah, they're, they're hard, and they move with you, with your skin. You can move them around a little bit. Right, and they, they I leave had, you. I had a similar experience with a, the three dots and my right hand, uh-huh. they appeared like a perfect triangle between my thumb and my pointer finger. Uh-huh. And some people know that tattoo, My Crazy Life. 
Well, I was oh, on yeah. Corbin's base in Washington when I was in high school, and this appeared on my hand out of nowhere. It just appeared and stayed there for months and then disappeared. But um, it was a perfect little triangle with three dots. Oh, wow. And, um, so that was a... That was one of the things I think that they have been uh, following me. You know, I, I believe I've been followed by extraterrestrials all my life. I started right. out with uh, the white light, the white light that shined over my house right. in Glendora, California, and that was met with superpowers such as teleportation, telekinesis, telepathy, uh-huh. uh, flying saucer, and close encounters. You know, right over my head, ten feet above my head, flying saucer was just flying oh, wow. over my head. So, yeah, this is one of the reasons Jose hired me for um, TVLN Films was because he thought my biography was so outstanding when it came to the UFO phenomenon, uh, the superpower right. phenomenon in people, and just the um, atmospheric phenomenon that goes along with it, the white lights that shine, you know, bright, uh-huh. brightly down on people. Yeah, that was, I was really proud to be hired by Jose. And, um, you know, uh, Curtis from TVLN Films and uh, Brandon. Yeah, Cur- now, what, have uh, you heard from Curtis? No, I tried giving him a call just to see how he was doing, but I never got a call back. But I reached out to him, and right. Curtis was, was very a really nice big player in Jose's, yeah, Jose's circle. And um, I know you were always number one in his circle, too, Cameron. Um, well, and I appreciate know, we all, all we of all you guys. We, we're all friends, and, and when he died, I, I felt bad because I, I you know, took him to the doctor. I took him to a lot of places. And you know who guided me to him? It was the late doctor... Uh, Lear, you know Dr. Lear. Oh, who that's was, uh, right. That yeah. uh, I'll tell people about. He, they're doing, a, by the way, a movie on his life, Dr. Lear, and I didn't know about it until I read the uh, journals. But they're doing a, lot, a story about Dr. Lear. And Dr. Lear, what he is, he did the implants, human implants, and he also uh, oh, took okay. away a lot of the alien implants and people. And he was why he was. Uh, very popular because he the idea of that was crazy, you know, in the 60s and 70s. And then he did the first surgery, I think, in the 80s and 90s. And people felt that he he, he was a big difference, you know. Yeah, that's, that's a big phenomenon, the implants. Oh, yeah, how are you? How are you doing there? That, that's uh, Bernadette. Bernadette, now, you said something. Yeah, I, I, just wanted to, I just wanted to elaborate on um, the removal of human implants. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, on Jose Escamilla, I was going to say that um, when I went to this doctor, uh, uh, you know, doctor, we were talking about him. <laughs> Dr. Lear. Dr. Yeah, Lear. he was a podiatrist, too, wasn't he? Yeah, he did foot, uh, feet. But what he did was he yes. did surgery on people that uh, he felt uh, had a journey. And what was interesting with him was you met people that were from a different land when you met him. And they were people that said they had journeys in Mars and wherever. And you said, wow. Because you know, when I heard it, I go, wow, it was just interesting. But these people went to Dr. Lear, waited months to see him. Because he wasn't like you could call up and say, oh, Dr. Lear, I want an appointment. You had, to, you had to wait the time. And then when you waited the time, he would tell you things about what he experienced. And he told me, the big thing he experienced was that don't fear, don't fear the um, you know uh, encounters. <laughs> don't fear the well the encounters you know. And he he had a he had a lot happening where he blacked out. He had a lot of things that happened in his practice where he was in one room and you didn't see him. You said what happened? He he was gone. And that's when yeah. you're in his office. And and the sad part for Dr. Lear was that he, he actually was born in the valley. He was born in North Hollywood, and he lived in, in Thousand Oaks. And what's sad about him was he wanted to go to Mars. They had a, you know, the trip they were going to have now, go to Mars, and he wasn't able to do so yes. because of his situation. You, did you meet Dr. Oh. Lear, Danny? No, Danny? I never had a chance to meet him yet. Oh, he, no, yeah, I haven't got the, a chance to meet he's him. He's in the spiritual realm. He, uh, I, I think oh, yeah, he passed on. He passed on, so did uh, some other people that Jose knew. They passed on. But you know what? With you know, uh, all in all about Jose, well, the only, one thing I really liked about Jose was he made the future seem so real. If you didn't know about it, you know, you know about uh, teleportation, didn't know about different 
things that he believed in. When you talk to him, it felt real. It was happening yes, right now. Yes, and that's now. what a lot of his a lot of his fans when they did the YouTube um, interviews about the, the the shows that were seen in the theaters. Uh-huh. Um, they just commented so highly on Jose's filmmaking. You know, he was he was high rated by the people who watched his films and um, really just impacted people, like you said, they made it made it come to life. Right. And uh, Jose's films really brought a lot of of um, sensitive subjects to to people's minds that could be brand new to it, or they could actually empathize with it. You know, they right? Could, or you know, some like, people freaked out. Someone. Yeah, some people freaked out because they didn't understand it. He told me about a lady from, I, I forgot where she was from, but she really didn't get him. And she tried to get him, you know, what he was saying. And he said, one day you will. And the lady was a, she wrote books. And there's famous writers like Catherine Doherty and other people who have contacted me. Uh, you know, Karen Sutherland, we're going to have on the show. And then, you know, uh, you know uh, when we were in Desert, Mike Menza and the people that Jose knew. Remember when we went to the, the thing for Upar's? I went oh, last, yes. I went, I went last yes. month, first time in a year, and it felt oh, weird. Oh, it's been a while. Like, now, who yeah. leads the Upar's group again? I forget who. He's Steve the uh, Marillo. Steve no, Marillo, Marillo, thank you, yeah. Yeah. Marillo Steve, was really close to Jose, know, too. Yeah, he knew Jose very well, and these guys were the forefront of the movement at that time. And then, you know, MUFON is another end of the entity, and they're, they're going to have their uh, uh, banquet soon. And they're interested because MUFON has a lot of investigators. And a lot of them, right. you may know, say, uh, I don't believe it, but you know what? When they had their seminar in Vegas, you believed it. <laughs> it was that real. And you know what happened to me? You know, I think it was yesterday that I felt it was I was in a store and I was buying, you know, uh, with a, it was before the lottery tickets. And I was in the store and I talked to a man. He didn't talk. He was just like floating. And I said, that's interesting. Oh. You don't see people like that. But I no, think he could have been, I think he could have been uh, part of the, you know, the people that were investigating me last night. Because you could tell. When you get go through that, it's a it's scary, but oh. you don't dwell on it, you know. But you find it. Well, uh, there there ahead, is yeah. another group I wanted to bring up uh, called the Secreteers. Okay. Now, the Secreteers, I wanted to tell the audience a little bit about. Um, they are the ones who protect the secret processes of the government, the secret processes okay. of patents for, like, say, for instance, like electrical propulsion. Um, Teleportation, quantum computers. These are uh-huh. they have a secret secret process government, and they're called secreteers. Uh-huh. And they look into people's patents when they're making them. They they go in the laboratory and make sure that everything is working according to plan. And they will not let a person come out with a patent if it's too top secret. If if there's something that the government needs to keep a secret, the secreteers uh-huh. will not let the patent come out. And so it's just a really Interesting group of people. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of them out there. I, I think I've heard of them because there was a book out on them, and it's like you have to find it, and like a you know like the uh, uh, contact to the desert probably would have something like that. But but they're very interesting people because they're they're like another source. Uh, you don't. They're like the never, they're, Yeah. They're, they're kind of like the Masons or the Illuminati or the Knights Templar. Right. They're the they're the ones that are guarding the technology, right? Right. That's true. And also, you yeah. said something about Richard Nixon, and they're doing a whole thing yeah. on CNN. Have you been catching that? Because I thought about it. Oh, you. I haven't been watching it. No, Tricky Dick. Yeah, I wish I could watch it, but no, I haven't been watching it on the television. Well, what but, they've been um, saying. I wish I could have. What they've been saying is he had this secret life, and what you I and mean, he didn't like a lot of people, and there was stuff. You know that was real, but he didn't want to reveal it. So I thought of your grandma. You know, oh yeah, I. You know, there's a little bit of confusion with the Richard Nixon uh, grandfather experience that I had. My my biological grandfather's name is Richard Nixon. And right. So given that my step grandfather protected Eisenhower from an assassination right. attempt, I thought that was too much of a coincidence, but it's not. The Richard right. Nixon that is my grandfather isn't Richard Nixon after all. It was a, it was something that my brother 
and a cousin of mine, we were very interested in knowing if that was right. true or not. But um, it just it didn't pan out. I just uh, we thought, wow, well, these are very large coincidences. And having met Laura Eisenhower, I got to speak to Patricia and Julie Eisenhower. They texted me saying I was uh-huh. a blessed family connection. But I think they were talking about my step grandfather and how he protected Eisenhower uh-huh. me family, a blessed family connection. You're talking about Julie, the daughter of Richard Nixon, right? Yes, yes. I got. They reached out to me after we spoke with Laura on the phone. Uh-huh. So Patricia and Julie, yeah, they reached out to me and they, they called me a blessed family connection. And um, they said, they asked actually who was pretending to be them. And that was before oh, wow. I even thought of. Yeah, so they they always have people disguising themselves and going out as alter egos and looking to be like President Nixon. Oh, wow. So the family deals with a lot of people that are coming out of the... I Woodward. Guess the Woodward <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, Could you imagine? out with uh, relationships. Anyway, I was going to tell people, it's the bottom of the hour, 830 in, in, in the West Coast and in Southwest. And we have two great guests. We have, uh, of course, Danny Cruz, who's our UFO expert. And then we have my uh, co-host, and she's a wonderful lady that does seminars, life coach in uh, Texas. And her name is Bernadette Gabrielle. So she, you you got the best of both worlds on my show tonight because you got both of them on. And Bernadette's on my show every week, so you can ask her anything you like. So, Bernadette, what oh, do you great. think about all I that? I remember Bernadette. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about all that, what we've been saying? You know, I, I think it's fascinating, but I, I have a question to kind of go back in the conversation just a little sure. bit. Sure. I am curious to know um, if, if you feel that the grays are um, a, a friendly uh, race or more of challenging. Well, you're talking about the grays. Uh, the grays, uh, yeah. Okay. What I felt uh, from last night was that they wanted information, and I know for a fact that I've had, I've had issues with some other groups because they'll peer in from, you know, and what they do is, They'll intimidate you, first of all, if you never experienced it. And then once you do, they leave something behind. And it feels like I was telling Danny, it feels like, uh, like almost a shot. It was on my yeah. shoulder blade and also um, near my ribs. I'm like, why would they do that? But, but then I thought about it, and I said, they're trying to, uh, to implants. And what Danny said is right. And that's what they do. They're they're the implant people, you know. Because you because see the grays were the they're the tall, aren't they the taller one, Danny? Of the groups. Yeah, they have the, the gray. tall grays and the short grays. Yeah, they have yeah. a good range. I think they run from tall, medium, and large, but they have the short ones too. With right. The big eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've done yeah, I've, I've done work with. Go, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, you're go on the air. I've interacted with, well, not, you know, interacted, but I've dealt with grays before and association with attachment to individuals. And, you know, my experience has been that, you know, they're, they're a bit intrusive. Um, you know, so, yeah, I, I was just wanting to get your take on it because that's the uh-huh. I, I was just wondering. Well, getting, you know, getting back to you, Bernadette. Bernadette? Yeah. I was going to say, there are some benevolent and really good extraterrestrial forces out there we've heard. But I was telling Cameron on a past radio interview, um, I saw a black V-shaped flying flying object on July, no, September 3rd of this last year, 2018. Uh And what what correlated with that encounter was a clown house in the middle of the night at 2 a.m. in Ontario, California. I was I was walking on the street at about 2 a.m., and out of the middle of nowhere, this empty parking lot, there was a clown house that was set up. It was scary pink hair, diamond eyes, and sharp teeth like a cannibal clown. And I think that <clears throat> the correlation to some of these flying objects have um, a malevolent side, too, that they're not there for good reason. And right. whatever that clown house was was distinctly evil. It was a scary-looking clown house. And the next morning, 
around 8 o'clock, it was near a Walmart parking lot. I see two clowns hopping in the car with what looked like um, intelligence officers. You know, they looked like they're regular people, but um, from what happened the night before and seeing the clowns in the broad daylight, they were uh-huh. hopping in with some regular-looking people that I think are disinformation uh, carriers. Right. You know, they, they, they may set up, um, go to, be so sophisticated to set up a clown house in the middle of the night right. in an empty parking lot just to disinform and to add false information to what kind of craft is flying over. You know, it could be disinformation. It could be real. They could be malevolent um, types of extraterrestrials that are dressing up like clowns, for for all I know, uh, with the intelligence agencies. How long were they there, Danny? Danny, my question is... Yeah, go ahead. How long were they out there in that area? How long would you figure... They were doing um, their work. I would say, I would say they were out there and doing their work from about two a.m. to probably, probably two to four a.m. Really in the twilight time uh-huh. of night. It was, but it wasn't in the daytime. Okay. And, uh, it was set up. It wasn't set up um, early. It was set up uh-huh. in the middle of the night. So people, uh-huh. I saw some people coming in that looked like regular workers. They had a big truck. They had some stuff right. hauled in the back. It looked like it was just being set up by regular people, but um, it's really out of the ordinary to go set up a clown house and have a circus in the middle of the night. I don't know who attended the circus. That's the thing. I was just passing by, and as I was coming up later on that day in the morning, I noticed it had been taken down, and I said to myself, I can't believe it's gone. Uh And this pedestrian, this, this lady, was a witness to it. She said, scary pink. And that's all she had to say was scary pink because I knew it was a scary pink-haired clown house that I was talking about. And I said, that's what I, I said, yes, wow. that's what I'm talking about. And wow. she said, it's better if we just keep our mouth shut. So there was Probably. another public witness. Yeah, there was another witness to this Well, the people are scared. Nice. So you don't know. You well, don't know. I mean, it's not every day that you have conversations like ours. Yeah. You know, and people take right. it seriously, you know. So it's, yeah. it's no, it's no, uh, it's uh, no wonder why, you know, between 2 and 4 in the morning you see these yeah, um, Because, one, you know, that would be believable to somebody walking down the street. Like, oh, you know, somebody's just having a great time. And yeah, not true. Yeah. think beyond that, you know, the humanistic part of it. So. But and, you the know, there is a... Danny, there is a group I, called... I correlated the two. Danny, there is yeah. a group called... Uh, the clown. They dress up as clowns. They're a rock band, and they also... Uh, not as evil as the other thing, but they they go out at, way at night, you know. Uh, and oh. yeah, they're they're something b- bizarre, you know. People with, with clowns, that's why kids are scared of clowns because they don't know what. Yeah, it, like uh, the, the movie It by Stephen King. Yeah, Cage. it was a crazy film. <laughs> yeah. I I saw it was crazy. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, they are. But, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me, you know, like uh, the humanoids that look like humans. Because there was right. a really short clown, and it was orange. Uh, orange hair, white ma- white face, and the, the clothing of it was white and orange. But it was something about how vibrant that clown right. looked. It looked like it was just shining. And uh, when it hopped into the back seat of the truck of the man who was driving, I just thought, well, what a peculiar thing to see. You know, you see a... The clown yeah. house in the middle of the night, and then you see the right. clowns in the daytime, and you see them hopping into people who are just normal as you and me, uh, right. driving pickup trucks in a sedan, uh, and then have clowns hopping in the back seat of them. It just struck me as odd, and that night was wow. filled with some really odd things. I felt like there were also trans, like there were also ghosts that's interesting kind of entities, yeah. yeah, that were kind of drawing themselves out of trees. Oh and my God! Anything really? It was like a two-dimensional. But right around the clown house, I saw a very high activity of these types of entities that were spiritual in nature. Uh huh. And then when you get close to them, they disappear. They look like whatever you were. Whenever you were at a little bit of a distance, you can see them moving and doing something. They were all doing things around the clown house. And when wow. you get close to them, they disappear. So there was some spiritual activity going on which, um, you know, was pretty overtly sexual at some point. Uh, wow. There was some, yeah, some, some 
some of it was just like it looked like they were uh, clowns from the past, like the Jokers, the Jesters in the uh-huh. court. Those wow, are what some of the spirits look like. They look like the Jesters. So right. this whole area was filled with spiritual Jesters from the King's Court type of coming from trees and and everything. And then all of a sudden the whole theme of the clown came out in a clown house. So I, I associate the flying objects and spiritual entities. And even my own precognition and remote viewing that night, I had a, before I saw it, I was at the movie theater on Mountain 6th Street. And I distinctly, for some reason, this image of a clown just walked out of the wall. And I was like, what in the world is this clown doing? I watched it just basically walk down the stairs of the parking lot. And wow. I thought to myself, well, that's very interesting. I don't know what this clown is doing, but I'm, for some reason I'm having a precognition, kind of like a clairvoyant image of this clown. And that uh-huh. was before I saw the spiritual entities and the clown house. So, I mean, uh-huh. there were some superpowers going on that night. There were some spiritual entities. There was a flying object, a V-shaped black one. And then the clown house itself. And so I have to put all of those back factors in and say that I think the clown house was actually something malevolent, something bad going on. Uh-huh. And I don't know if it was extraterrestrial or not, but it could have been. Could have been, yeah, you don't, yeah, you don't know. Because object. Yeah, the flying object. Yeah. Well, you know, they had a, they had a, a show in Vegas where they had a, uh, clowns and, and the clowns disappeared within the, uh, they were supposed to be at some event and they disappeared suddenly. So people said, what, well, said, why did they disappear? You know, it was at a, an event uh, last year in Vegas. So you never know. You never know what, what the deal is, you know, but anyway, yeah. there is stuff happening out there and, uh, and also there was a lot of chemtrail. We get a lot of chemtrails. You get that? You, uh, oh. that? We get a lot hey, of chemtrail. Hey, hey, hey. Me, you know what I've noticed? I'm not sure if we've mentioned this on the show or not, but I've noticed that the more chemtrails that, uh, that I see, uh-huh. the more the people are around me. Uh-huh. I, 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 yeah, there's definitely a connection between people's mental and emotional state of being. to some people that I've, I've spoken to in the past couple months about these clowns, and they say, oh, you know, Vinny the Venetian from Venice Beach, you know, they're, they're not nice. There's a group of clowns that go out and that are not nice, and they seem to be known in the underground for this, this group of clowns. Well, they travel, do set they? Up in the middle of the night. <clears throat> do these clowns travel from place to place, is what you're saying? They, um, it uh, sounds like it. It sounds like that. Probably goes to Santa Monica. They, yeah, Santa Monica, Venice. Um, right, they're... They, that's one of the words that I got from somebody in the underground is that um, they're basically just um, known to be vicious. And, wow. Uh, and you keep away from sure them. That they were nice. Yeah, I yeah. would. Yeah, so if you see the phenomenon, definitely document it. Right. If you see a clown house up in the middle of the night, try and take a picture of it to prove what's going on. Well, I'll be... And, uh, I will not be in a lot the of desert. people are going to these things. Well, you know what? Um, I will be in the desert... Not, I'm not going to be at the one the contact in the desert this year because I want to go to oh, Roswell. Okay. But but we'll go, Danny. One year you'll go with me. Contact in the yes, desert yes. and burned it too. Like it's, a yeah, it's a it's a neat place to go. But the problem is, uh, once you've seen one, you've seen them all. <laughs> That's the problem. So right, you got all the book vendors and right the book vendors and and I wanted to go merchandise and, and then and then uh, you remember. John, what's his name? I forgot him already. The one we were oh, John Michael Capaldi. Yeah, you ever hear from him? No, I haven't heard from him. But I had that strange experience from Good Friday of 2017. Uh-huh. We were at um, El Torito, right? And that's right. John Michael came to sit sit with me, and uh-huh. I, uh, he he squeezed my hand right between my thumb and my pointer finger on uh-huh. my left hand. 
uh-huh. it hurt. He dug into it for like about a minute. And I remember uh-huh. he just left. He left, and uh, you came to sit down, and you said, Danny, do you feel the metal in my arm? I said, yes, I do. I feel metal in your arm, Cameron. And I said, then you said, do you see the blue light over it? I said, yes, I do. Yeah. And the same thing happened to me the next day after John Michael did this treatment. Um, it lasted for about a week, and both my arms up to my elbows were like iron. Really? And the more I squeezed my fist, yeah, the harder it got. And I saw the blue light tracing up my arm. So uh-huh. I was wondering if John Michael could ever tell me what he did, because it's some kind of treatment that was that generated what? a lot of strength. Uh-huh. Like well, he, superpower. Well, he has power, but you know what the problem with him was? When he got into his real world, it turned me off. Because, see, I, I didn't care more about that. I cared about what he really offered, you know, to us. Right. But it, it was just like he cut it off, and if you're really uh, a healer, you want to let everyone know uh, of your powers. In fact, I was going to mention to folks that I'm going to uh, have my business of, of, of light to give people light. And what we're going to do is... Oh, Jeray. Yeah, we're going to do Jeray. And what we're going to do is soon we're going to have clinics around the L.A. area. So people that are interested, please let me know. And we're going to try to get... I am, Cameron. I would like to get in with you because you indoctrinated me into the first step with your... With a lady, I went to the house. I went to her oh, house. Oh, yeah, and we you went to prayer. Cecilia. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so that was really good. She was she was doing a reading over me the whole time, and we did the Japanese prayer. Uh-huh. Um, that was that was something else, and so I was really hoping to get another step further into Jure with you. Well, definitely we will. And hopefully, when will you be available to... Uh... Um, I won't be available later until the end of this year. I'm actually kind of caught up going through a program right now to help me out. I'm going through a little difficult times like the, the guest right. um, on our show. We, we were very open about some of the mental health problems that I was having because of right. depression and, and whatnot. So I've, I'm in a program right now, and I'm helping myself by just staying here and uh, getting recuperated. And um, I'm going to be here until August, it looks like. But I'm, August is not I'm that good far to call. Away. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it'll go by fast, I hope, because it's not the best of that's the places. That's the place that I need to be, and oh, sure. uh, just basically um, take care of myself, get back on my feet, get all the um, bad stuff out of my mind, get all the stuff right. that's not true out of my mind, and just right. um, move on well, Danny, from there. I've had a lot of help from the family at LA Talk Radio and all your, our family and our circle. Oh, our inner circle. But we're going to have, by the way, we're yeah. going to make announcements in the coming weeks ahead. We're going to have our own studio. Adam, we're going to pick a location not far away, and we'll have everyone come in like we used to do on the talk radio. So we have people come well, over. I'll be right back in there. Yeah, because yeah, we'll, I'll be we'll right have back it over there. Where you could, you know, be, it'll be fun, and then Bernadette will come visit us, and then we'll be able to do more of our travel. And we're going to do a travel to Vegas yeah. soon, and then uh, I'll catch up with Bernadette on the southwest end, and we'll go out there, and then uh, hopefully by near Christmas we'll do a couple other shows in L.A. So people... Well, I, could do the, I could do your guest producing for you still. I can... When okay, I get out, there I can you go. Look for, the, look for your special guest like I used to. And oh, yeah, that's fun. Like I used to. Uh, yeah, that also, was a lot of fun. I just love the job. Yeah, and we... It was fast-moving, our show, as Bernadette could tell you. Right, Bernadette? Fast-moving show, right? <laughs> it was... And by, the way, but, and by the way, Bernadette is going to be with next week. We're going to see if we can get, uh, remember, our guy from New Jersey? Remember? You introduced me. Oh, yeah. Him? Ken. Ken. Ken Pfeiffer. Ken Pfeiffer. We'll have good. him back. Yeah. yeah. They're all coming back. Oh, and just, just, uh, uh, the you know, being that L.A. Talk Radio was really our home for a long time, now that we're now on BBS, it's going to be a different mode. And, and I feel a nice energy with this station, you know. A lot of, a lot of yeah, things are happening. Great. You know, we've got, a, well, we've got actually a minute and a half left. And, uh, Danny, do you have anything you want to share with the, with the public that you're doing right now? Um, no, not right now. Actually, um, I have my teleportation documentary on, on YouTube. I have the okay. close encounter of the second kind on YouTube. But I'll, uh-huh. I'll get that out to the public. Um, it's gotten a couple thousand views already. And, uh, oh, that's really wonderful. Just, uh, 
I love to focus on superpowers. I just uh, you right. know, the people who are endowed with them from the extraterrestrial visits. Right. Um, that's that's really my main focus. And seeing flying saucers is just an extra bonus. I hope to see another one pretty soon. Oh yeah, well they're out there. Definitely they're out there. And by the way, you asked me about the German one. That's right. I seen the German one when I was going out to Lancaster. So they must have a lot of the bells there. I, I have a feeling. Remember we talked well, about. Well, we got to get on the road together. Yeah. The Bell over at Edwards Air Force Base. Yeah, they must have them over yeah. there. Yeah. I'm anyway, welcome we wanna... on Edwards Air Force Base. Oh yeah, we can, we can go there, no problem. Anyway, we want to thank Bernadette, uh, Bernadette De Gabriel, uh, famous life coach, teacher in uh, in the greatest part of Texas called Austin, and she'll be hopefully we'll, we'll get to get her seminar filled up. And then I want to thank Danny Cruz, our UFO expert. So thank you very much, everybody. And we'll, next week thank we'll call you. it a call it a show. Doesn't it go by fast? All right. Anyway, yeah. thank you all very much. And yes, have a wonderful night. Thanks, Love you Cameron. all. Have a wonderful Love you weekend. all. Good night from Good night Love from Los guys. Angeles. <laughs> okay, take care. Good Bye-bye. night from Los Angeles. Bye bye. <laughs>